0: Welcome to the Building the Elite podcast, where we discuss the physical, mental, and emotional aspects of human performance within military special operations by looking at the principles that can help anyone thrive in chaotic and challenging environments. This is Jonathan from BTE. Stress makes us age faster. The more stress we experience, the more our bodies break down. The impacts of stress are not solely due to our circumstances. What happens matters less than how we process and respond to it. A recent study measured aging in relation to stress. It found mental traits that protect people from accelerated aging caused by stress. They used tests that measure biological age rather than calendar age. To do this, They use DNA methylation to assess epigenetic clocks within our bodies. The tests are validated by measuring their predictions against outcomes associated with lifespan, walking speed, grip strength, freed frailty, polypharmacy, the mini-mental state examination, the Montreal cognitive assessment, sustained attention reaction time, two-choice reaction time, and all-cause mortality. The most accurate test, called Grimm Age, predicted 8 out of 9 of these variables over a 10-year study. It shows the strong link between stress
1: and accelerated aging. This is Craig from BTE. There are two important factors that protect people from the connection between stress and aging. Self-control and emotional regulation. Those high in these traits don't age faster, even when they live through high levels of stress. As examples, think of Dr. Edith Eger and Louis Zamperini. Both of them were young during World War II. Dr. Eger was a gymnast and ballet dancer before she was sent to Auschwitz. She saw her mother marched to the gas chambers on the same day that she had to dance at gunpoint for Joseph Mengeli. After a lot of other terrible things, she was left for dead among a pile of bodies where an American soldier rescued her. At that time, she weighed 32 kilograms, or about 70 pounds, had a broken back, typhoid, and pneumonia.
0: Zamperini was a U.S. track athlete. He joined the Air Force during the war. His B-24 was shot down, and he spent 47 days starving in a lifeboat before the Japanese captured him. He then spent two years in POW camps being beaten and tortured, the story of his experience was turned into a book called Unbroken, written by Laura Hillenbrand, and then a movie. Dr. Egger is now 94 years old and lives in the US. She's a prominent psychologist, still dances, and is relentlessly happy. Zamperini died in 2014 at age 97. They both exemplify emotional resilience. They also lived and are living longer healthier lives than many people whose greatest stressors include Zoom meetings and finding parking at Whole Foods.
1: In a letter to his son, the poet Ted Hughes wrote, The only calibration that counts is how much heart people invest, how much they ignore their fears of being hurt or caught out or humiliated. And the only thing people regret is that they didn't live boldly enough, that they didn't invest enough heart, didn't love enough. Nothing else really counts at all. And that, he continued, is how we measure out our real respect for people, by the degree of feeling they can register, the voltage of life they can carry and tolerate and enjoy. That's a great line, that so much of life is about how much voltage you can carry. If you think of highly resilient people, like Dr. Eager or Louis Zamperini, they were subjected to truly horrible things. But they never let go of their will to fight on or the sense of meaning that they found in their lives and their day-to-day actions. They could carry an incredible level of voltage without burning out. Our stress response is
0: heavily dependent on two variables, predictability and control. Predictability is knowing what is about to happen, what the experience will feel like physically, emotionally, and psychologically, and what you can do to deal with the situation. The more predictable something is, the
1: less we tend
0: to feel stressed about it.
1: Control is the ability to influence the outcome of a situation. When you know you can influence what happens within an experience, you tend to feel less stressed. Whether or not you actually have control in a situation is irrelevant in your stress response. The only thing that matters is perceived control. If you feel that you can control the outcome, even if you can't, you tend to feel less stress. With that concept in mind, learning to let go of the need to feel in control can have the same effect as actually being in control. If you're not worried about feeling a sense of control, you won't feel stressed when control is absent. This also applies to the focus of your sense of control. If the control that you feel is centered on yourself, on your response to the situation, your breathing, your thoughts, the actions you choose then even in the middle of chaos, you can still have a strong sense of control. If, on the other hand, your sense of control is derived from the influence that you have over external events, then you may be letting your stress response and mental state flutter in the winds of chance.
0: This means that we can change our stress response by altering our perceptions of predictability and control. One of the most important ways to do that is by shifting the things that we depend on for our sense of control from the outer world to our own inner world. We can never know for sure what the outside world will throw at us, but we can develop the ability to regulate our own thoughts and actions and cope intelligently
1: with whatever we have to. One way to change your perceived stress is by altering how you think about it. One of the most effective and common strategies for this is known as segmenting. Segmenting is exactly what it sounds like, the process of breaking an event down into smaller and more manageable pieces. Living in the distant future is not just a way to camp out in your own nightmares. It's also an easy form of escape. We can sit idly and imagine what success will look like once we finally become a special operator graduate this school, or get this business off the ground. That fantasy becomes a drug. We use it to escape reality. It allows us to shortcut all the work, the early mornings, late nights, daily sacrifices, and monotonous grinding, and have a quick taste of the end result. One of the biggest obstacles to success is the idea of success. If you effectively segment the task, no matter how daunting the total process might seem, You'll be able to break it down into small enough pieces that every step is doable. When every step is doable, even monumental tasks can be accomplished without overwhelming demands on your stress response. One day, you'll finally look up and realize that you're standing at the end of innumerable small steps forward. Here's how to segment. First, pick a length of
0: time, distance, or a number of reps you're sure you can make it through. Once you're to that place, pick another place and focus only on making it to that. Once there, repeat over and over until the task is complete. Next, slowly lengthen or extend those segments over time. The goal is to expand the segments so that you have more time to focus on other qualitative aspects of your experience within each segment. The better you get at this mental practice the more you'll be able to minimize the impact of daunting tests. By decreasing the cost on your mind and body of a given challenge, you increase your capacity. As Ted Hughes would have put it, you increase the amount of voltage you can carry.
1: That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure and subscribe to the Building Elite podcast on whatever player or podcast host you prefer. You can find us at buildingtheelite.com, where you can learn more or let us know what topics you'd like to hear about in upcoming episodes. We'll see you next time.